0: Hey, my name is Nino and I'm going to be your host for today. Welcome to My Immigrant Story, where we interview first-generation Canadian tech professionals and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they discovered Canada as a country and set themselves up for career success. Happy listening! Hey everyone, today I'm speaking with David Mendoza. David is the director of Orbit 5, an edtech startup supporting international students and launching amazing careers. Additionally, David is a professor at George Brown College based in Toronto, Ontario. Professionally, he specializes in career development, e-learning, educational tourism, and language coaching. So excited to have you here, David. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you, Nino. I am the one excited. Uh, We connected a couple of months ago, and I know that you've been to my home country. So we have a lot of things in common and to chat with. So I'm delighted to have this conversation with you today. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. Really happy to have you here. So I would like to start with asking, which city and country are you originally from?
1: So I'm originally from Bogota, the capital city of Colombia in South America.
0: Okay. And when did you move to Canada and which city and province did you settle down in?
1: So I moved to Canada a long time ago. It's this year is 16 years since I moved here. So the year is 2006. Yeah, I settled in Toronto, Ontario. It's 16 years ago, right? But wow. time flies by. It seems crazy. Like every day when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, where did time go? Like wow! Like more than yesterday. half your
0: life, I'm assuming at this point, right?
1: Well, like, like not not quite I'm a <laughs> bit older, but yes, but pretty much, yeah, pretty much like a third of my life right now. That
0: is still a lot, I would have to say. Yes, yes, yes. So, taking it back to the beginning, how did you discover Canada for the first time?
1: So when I was back 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 in Colombia, so I have two brothers, and then one thing that mm-hmm. our parents uh, wanted to wanted us to be before we graduated from university, they wanted us to be bilingual, right? So then what happened? Mm-hmm. I had an original plan to move to travel to Seattle uh, in high school, but then I failed 10th grade. So then but my dad, Why
0: Seattle specifically, if you don't mind you me know,
1: asking. Well, you know why? Uh, and I love that question uh, because yeah, I know it's very specific, right? Because I grew up, and this is one of the things that helped me actually a lot to learn English, was uh, was to expose myself to English music, right? And back in the 90s, yeah. uh, grunge music was everywhere, right? And I love grunge music, so like uh, bands like Pearl Jam, Garden, Nirvana, and then all those bands are based in Seattle, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. At least I would love to go there one day. So then the plan was to go to Seattle originally to improve my English, but then I I failed uh, 10th grade. And then my dad said, you know what? So why don't you just wait up a little bit? And then Mm -hmm. once you start university, then you just take a break and then you go. That My brothers who are, we're very close on age, but I'm the the oldest one, right? So then my brother, the Mm -hmm. one in the middle, before he graduated high school, he went to do grade 12 in Manitoba. Yes, the year after, then my other brother went to Manitoba as well. So then they loved Canada. And then that's the first time that I discovered it. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, of course, I've heard about Canada and stuff. But, like, I started hearing about Canadians and the Canadian um, style of work and life and the dynamics of the society through my brothers, like, back in the day.
0: And what was the main reason that motivated you to move here? Was it the experience that your brothers had when they came here to Manitoba? Was there anything else like you read up on the country? Like just your thought process? Well,
1: to be honest, uh, this is something that I don't talk often about because it's uh, it's kind of tough memories. But I was part of the uh, I was a victim of the internal conflict in Colombia.
0: OK, So, yeah. Yeah, so
1: I, I was running a, a company there uh, when I graduated, like a couple of years after I graduated from university, I was running a, a business there, and then I got extorted by um, illegal armed groups. Very there. sorry
0: to hear that.
1: Exactly. So then I had to come here not because I wanted to originally, but because I had to. So I had to uh, claim for refugee status here. Uh, and that's the story of a lot of Colombians who moved to Canada back in the 90s and the early 2000s so a lot of us we didn't choose to move but the circumstances like forced us to do it now in retrospective right it's uh it's yes it's a sad story but i think things happen for a reason so i had two options right i had the first Mm -hmm. option was to be okay so life threw this at me this challenge right and i okay so i'm given the chance to go to another country and continue with my journey or i can't complain and do nothing about it and hate my new place because it was not in my plans so i decided to take the first option right so since yeah. it happened to me i said and then again because my brothers did you know had spoken wonders about this country right it's a great opportunity that is helping me to move forward from this kind of traumatic situation uh, of course and restart and start from scratch and that's what i did and i be i will be always grateful to this country for the opportunities that i get, that it had given me to bloom mm-hmm. and to find myself
0: yeah you decide to take advantage of the opportunity and like make the best of a difficult situation which honestly i think is very respectable right and uh, well, given how, I'm guessing, abruptly you had to move, could you speak a little bit regarding how you got your first job once you arrived and what it was? Yes.
1: So my first job, I only knew one person when I came here. One person I knew in, in, wow. in, 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 in Toronto, only one person. And then I stayed at their place for the first three weeks while I was looking for a place.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I remember that they asked me, um, what's, what do you want to do? Right. And I'm like, I'm down for whatever. Seriously, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I need to start paying bills like soon. So anything. Yeah. Right. So she said, OK, so you know what? My my roommate, he used to work at a, at this decoration store. So when he comes okay. home, let's ask him if he can talk to the owner there and introduce you and see if, you know, if you can get an opportunity, are you down for that? I'm like, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Just something. So then, yeah, just whatever it is. Right. I didn't have plans. Right. I, I need to leave, you know, in, uh, in a very short amount of time and then I have to figure things out when, once uh, my process starts and once uh, I, I land there. Right. So then I remember the guy arrived that night and we asked, we told him and he's like, are you free now? I'm like, yeah, He said, like, let's go. And i'm like now and he's like yeah let's go and see if he's down if he's sorry if it's there so we went there so we went to a, the store and i remember mm-hmm. that the guy told my friend he said you know what i'm not looking for so, for anyone right now but he did such a good job here and we love him so much that we're going to make an exception and if you want to start uh you can come tomorrow right oh, this so is like great. yeah this is like three days after i arrived here so uh that taught me a massive lesson that. Everything is connections, right? Even for a survival job, a connection was what I needed to start my journey in this country. So it was like a very entry-level job, something that I'd never done before, something that that I'd never been used to do in my life. It was labor. This was a decoration store. So specifically, they sold carpets. So they would import carpets from Asia, uh, Europe, uh, North Africa and whatnot. And then we had to make sure that the store had the carpets lined up, that the warehouse was organized and what not. So it was very physical. Right.
0: Uh, But It was the first
1: opportunity. Right. And I would and I didn't want to demand anything, especially because uh, that guy didn't ask me Mm -hmm. for a resume or for references or for a job interview. He just gave me a chance because my friend vouched for me. Right. And -hmm. then it was a great experience, actually. So I worked there for three months. Mm-hmm. uh i learned a lot it humbled me a lot it was an awesome experience one of my like my my very good friend in canada i made there and still, really? still to this day he was one of my best friends uh he used to be like a, one of the guys of the warehouse as well it was a lot of work i was tough it was heavy uh those carpets were heavy as hell uh but i learned a lot about myself and a lot about um human limits and how you can change your mindset and thinking that you can do something or thinking oh what are gonna people think in my country if they saw me that i'm doing this right now so it's living that mindset and not caring about what other people think about you because you're living your journey and nobody is paying your bills nobody's yeah
0: giving you anything yeah i can imagine yeah it's it's a completely different thing altogether
1: for sure so it was like a very humbling experience but then again, I lifted, but it was great also because it helped me narrow down my options too. So it helped me think, okay, so this was great because it was my way to start my journey in this country from early, early stages. But this mm-hmm. is not something, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to work in labor, right? I, in physical sure. labor, right? So yeah. then it helped me narrow down my options and start working towards other things and progress in my career here.
0: For sure. No, that's a really great story, like truly like uh, as classical, humble immigrant origins as it gets pretty Mm -hmm. much. And uh, what would you say was the biggest challenge you faced as a professional starting to build their career in Canada? And what was the action that you took to overcome it? So you went through that job, you decided labor is not for you. What is the biggest challenge that comes up afterwards?
1: So I think that I think that the, the challenges, those two challenges that I had two main challenges than they were lack lack of clarity and the lack of a network, right? Even though I discovered early on that my network was, having a network was everything and connections were very important, I didn't have one like per se, right? So what did I do in terms of clarity? I did a course at George Brown, like a couple months later after I arrived here. Uh, based on what I liked the most from the program that I took at university back home, which was business, right, which, by the way, is a program that I didn't like uh, at all. I hated. Uh, but when I graduated from there, from there, I started doing something completely outside that spectrum. I started teaching mm-hmm. English as a second language and that changed oh. my life forever. And that's how I started my journey in education. But I always felt inferior because how I was, think- I compared myself with my my friends who had jobs at banks and stuff. Yeah. But I was the happiest one, right? But it's that little voice in your head because I was truly enjoying what I was doing as as an Mm -hmm. English teacher. And I felt that I, for for the first time in my life, I found my calling and my my passion, right? Which was Mm -hmm. working with students, right? But I was feeling like bad, still there are a lot of insecurities and whatnot. So when I came here, I still had a lot of lack of clarity. I was facing lack of clarity. Uh, And then the network. Right. So I took that program. And then I remembered when I finished, when I graduated, I went to the Career Center at George Brown, where I did, which is where I where I studied uh, the strategic marketing program. And I talked to someone there. And then when I left the office, I'm like, oh, my God, what a cool job this guy has. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. I I wonder what what he did. Right. To get it. Right. And then that kind of like sparked something. And coincidentally, I found a job uh after my marketing program as an international student recruiter at a private here in toronto so there i had the chance to go back to work with students right education yes education and then it was like calling me right so then i got the chance to do some counseling on a basic level and i really enjoyed that so then i started getting more clear about what i wanted right so then i decided what I do want is work with students, and this is what I'm going to set my mind to do, right? So yeah. that's what I did, you know, asking, trying, researching, right? Ask, having conversations with myself and asking myself, like, well, that job that that guy had was cool. So I wonder what he did. And then I did have a conversation with him after, and he told me about a problem that he did. So long story short, after working for that institution, I did another program at George Brown called Career Counseling and that changed the entire game. And that's how mm-hmm. I got connected with George Brown now as staff. And then from then I was able to evolve to faculty, which is the role that I that I have right now there. Amazing. And also thanks to connections, right? Of uh, course. So then how Imagine. did I tackle that that um that challenge as well by making friends in the uh, in the place where I worked? So after the yeah. after the decoration thing, I worked at a call center. And there it was the most awesome mm-hmm. job. It was also entry level, but it was awesome because that those first two jobs, they taught me everything I need to know about customer service, right? Yeah. Because in our countries of origin, we're not we're not used to like true service, right? People yeah. there can get away with anything, right? But here you understand what that customer service is, everything. Service is everything, right? And those jobs taught me that, but also gave me an incredible number of connections right and then when i started my my journey at george brown as a student and whatnot i started connecting with faculty with my classmates with staff and that's how i started all my roles uh most of most of them after after that um i've gotten thanks to my network through referrals and recommendations so and that really
0: shows the importance of like being friendly and genuinely wanting to build those
1: connections and kind right and then yes you know and sure i'm here i'm not here to steal anyone's job right on the contrary i'm here to make a positive impact on the team and to support anyone who needs it and to help the organization grow.
0: of course it's just like how am i going to add value and how can i grow professionally and personally in this process Right. And uh, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for skilled professionals that are looking to move to Canada now, like in 2022?
1: Never sell yourself short. Never. Oh, no, I like that. You, you can never do that. And, and, I, and it's sad, but it happens a lot. I never feel inferior, inferior either, because I've worked with a lot of students that tell me, David, like I've changed so much. Like I'm a different person and that person, new person scares me because I used to be so outgoing. I used to be so confident. I used to be so on the ball, on the game, on mm-hmm. top of my game and everything, and now here, I found my survival job and that diminished me, that dehumanized me and I'm not doing anything about it. And I feel confident, I feel shy. I cannot talk to anyone. I can't look at people in the eye, right? And it's very sad because it's not only one person who has told me that, it's like several people who tells me that, right? So it's never sell yourself short. Like the fact that you come here from another country does not mean that you are less than another person. On the contrary, you bring a wealth of experience, education, work ethic, and work values that help you stand out if you know how to promote them effectively, right? Never sell yourself short. You went from thriving in a country which most likely goes through a very volatile environment and economy, right? And you thrive there to move to a country like Canada, which is more stable, quote-unquote, right? And it's more progressive, so how can't you thrive here as well, right? But it's a very deep conversation and honest conversation Mm -hmm. that you need to have with yourself.
0: Yeah. And um, that's what I keep telling all the immigrants as well. Like you speak multiple languages. Correct. You've already succeeded in one country. Like, how can you tell yourself that you're not enough or you're not good enough or you're not confident enough when you've already done this before? In fact, you probably have more of an educational and experiential advantage than a lot of the people here. So I really, really agree with that point
1: absolutely and then other
0: another thing yeah have an open mind and and learn and
1: learn like bad behaviors Mm -hmm. or and learn how to leave your prejudice behind okay because we talk a lot about racism here and classism here right in north North america but our countries are very racist and very classist right and when i have these conversations with people right from countries like india china colombia brazil right yeah I make them think and they see and they say, you know what, I was racist there too. I didn't think about it because the language is so normalized. But you're right, I was a racist as well there, there, right? So you need to unlearn because we grow up with a lot of prejudice. So you need to unlearn that and leave those prejudices behind and have a very open mind because you never know, especially in a city like Toronto, that is so diverse and multicultural and that gives you a gift of you being able to interact with people from all walks of life and from all corners of the planet, you need to have an open mind to say, hey, that person at first glance might look very different from what I do. But if I give them a chance and I give myself a chance right, to start a conversation mm-hmm. with them, you, I guarantee you will find out that there are way more commonalities than there are differences. right? But
0: you need to have an open mind. Of course, that's really good advice. And kind of going back to what you were talking about, the about the biggest piece of advice, are you working on any personal projects at the moment? I think this is a really good opportunity to talk about the work you do with Orbit 5. I do, yes. So I am the director of Orbit 5. We are an ed
1: tech startup and a learning initiative that prepares international students to land jobs in less than 15 weeks. So I recently partnered up with someone and we are opening new markets and we're doing great work with a job search great. academy that we launched uh, recently. And we're having a great source of success. We're very passionate about this because I was an international student myself when I was at university. I had the chance, to, instead of going to Seattle, I ended up going to England. And he was an international student here uh, taking technology programs. And he has experienced very steady success in his career. So we partner up and we're doing great work. So that's why we're doing you. Yeah. Check, check out our website is orbit5.ca. On top of that, I'm someone who is very passionate about languages. I'm a language person as well. So I, in the pandemic, I had the chance to teach Spanish as a second language to someone because they needed some help with that. And it went awesome and they loved it and I loved it. So I'm doing more of that. Uh, Recently attended a bootcamp on how to create and promote cohort based courses. So right now I'm promoting a course that is 10 hours to help you learn enough Spanish to enjoy your next travel adventure. Oh, that's
0: great.
1: I know, yes, it's super niche, right? But uh, this is based on experiences that friends of mine have had when they said to me, you know, it's not that I needed to be fluent, but I, if I had some knowledge on how to navigate an airport, how to ask locals for their, their, their nightlife, how to make a, reservation yeah. at a restaurant, how to order a dish in a restaurant, how to order a drink in a bar, my experience would have been very different and more positive. So I just recently launched this. My course starts August 1st, the first cohort. So those are two things that I'm working on right now besides yeah. my, my teaching at George Brown. Yes.
0: So definitely share the link to that course, and in case you're going to have future cohorts, I'm sure people will be very interested in checking that yes, out. Yes,
1: I will. I will share it with you, and if you can uh, uh, share yeah. it, on, you know, in the notes of the podcast, that would absolutely be awesome. thank you so much
0: for sure. So thank you so much for sharing all of this valuable information. As we wrap up, could you tell us one fun fact about yourself, like something you use during an icebreaker?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about two things that that helped me navigate the pandemic and sail through it and they were all very good okay. for my mental health cooking and languages right i'm a home cook i love cooking i love food i love cultures so mm-hmm. i'm someone who cooks in the pandemics i cooked every single day and I have a channel on TikTok and I put my recipes out there and whatnot, right? And then you know, I'll put that in the show I notes will. as well. I will. And then my friend was like, So we we're talking about Uber Eats, right? And then she used to get Uber Eats like five times a week. So she's like, And I asked, I told her, like, really, like, honestly, this is like, like maybe a year and a half ago. And I told her, I've never ordered Uber Eats. And she's like, So what, what do you eat? I'm like,
0: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> good I question.
1: Say, and I'm like, I cook and she's like oh, okay oh my god so that cooking uh fun fact i'm a language guy so i'm fluent in spanish english and portuguese i'm getting nice. there in italian and i can get by in french and german as well
0: wow look at you gathering most of the romance languages if not yes all of
1: them <laughs> try to get them down yeah amazing
0: well awesome it was really great speaking with you david
1: Thank you nino thank you for the invitation also congratulations on all the work amazing work that you are doing and hopefully you and i will get to visit colombia in the near future
0: thank you so much yes it's been a great journey so far and absolutely looking forward to going back to colombia thank you so much for tuning into my immigrant story we hope you're going to join us again soon